Hello and a very warm welcome to another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Coming up, to help curb the impact of soaring living costs, one employer paid its staff a one-off bonus of £900. If you decide to do something similar, what should you make clear to your workforce? Plus, if your employees work from home during the pandemic, they were entitled to claim £6 per week tax relief. Problem is that if HMRC has now adjusted their tax code for this claim, they may be underpaying PAYE. What can you do to help them? And please don't forget to visit indicator-flm.co.uk to download our series of free mini guides to tax and HR matters. There's really no obligation. You're listening to Tips and Advice for Business, the weekly podcast that trawls through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized advice and realistic solutions to everyday challenges. And all this in just a few short minutes, because we know that your time is precious. The Tips and Advice for Business podcast is freely available on all the usual platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon and Deezer and is brought to you by those ever so nice people at Indicator FL Memo. For supporting information, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Your host today is Duncan Callow, solicitor and publisher. Well, goodness knows this cost of living crisis is really starting to bite uh, and it's affecting businesses and their staff across the board. As an employer, you may be wanting to help your employees in whatever reasonable way that you can. And in fact, earlier this year, uh, it was reported that the the large law firm, Erwin Mitchell, had decided to pay most of its staff a one-off bonus of £900 to assist them with the cost of living crisis. And that's a significant sum of money. Um, and maybe you're considering paying them much less than that. Regardless of the amount, there are things to consider if you are um, about to make a payment of this type to your staff, what are they and why? Well, the first thing to spell out is why the bonus is being paid. In this case, it would be to help with the rising cost of living, but of course bonuses can also be paid for seasonal reasons such as Christmas or because your company has performed well. The next point to make clear is that the is the period that the bonus payment covers. For example, it might be made over tax year, or it may be to cover a performance period, which could be, for example, the last, or that could be the first or last two quarters of a financial year. It's also worth remembering that you should advise your employees when this one-off bonus will be received. In other words, in which pay packet they will get it. Because if you don't do that, your HR department is going to be bombarded with, with uh, calls from employees wanting to know when they're going to get their money, which is understandable. Now, the most important thing in all of this is that you should spell out that this one-off bonus is being made entirely at your discretion. Why? Well, if you don't do this, there are actually a couple of risks. Firstly, your employees could assume that they will receive this type of bonus payment every year on an ongoing basis, and then that will create all sorts of employment relations problems. And secondly, perhaps even more importantly, if you make a similar type of bonus payment in consecutive years without spelling out that they are being made at your discretion, it's possible that they could actually become a contractual entitlement through custom and practice. Once that happens, you are contractually obliged to make that payment every year on an ongoing basis. And that's probably something you definitely don't want. What about the tax and NI implications of such a bonus? Well, when you make 
such a one-off bonus, it will almost certainly be subject to deductions in the usual way. So when being paid a one-off bonus, most employees will see a lesser amount in their pay packet. The amount, of course, will depend on their tax code, salary and amount already earned in the tax year. And it's important at this point that the tax deduction issue is explained to your employees because if they think they're getting, for example, a £500 bonus and it turns out to be, I don't know, £380, if you don't explain that it's 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 due to matters beyond your control, again, it might create some confusion and perhaps some resentment amongst your staff. Final thing, for the avoidance of doubt, it's advisable to put the terms of a one-off bonus payment in writing to your employees. Where you decide to make such a one-off cost of living bonus payment to your employees, it should also be paid to any employee who is off sick or away from work on any time of type of family-related leave. In other words, you can't discriminate against people just because they're not physically in the workplace or working from home, for example. So, in conclusion, you should make clear to staff that if you're going to make a cost of living bonus or any other bonus in fact it's being paid entirely at your discretion and is not guaranteed in future years otherwise you could create a contractual entitlement employees should also be advised what the bonus is for when it will be received the period it covers and that it will be subject to tax and national insurance deductions in the usual way So employees who were required to work from home during the pandemic, and let's be honest, many millions were, could claim a £6 per week tax deduction from their earnings to cover things like heating, lighting, broadband costs, etc., even if they got nothing from their employer. How will they generally receive this tax relief via a PAYE coding adjustment so that the amount of tax deducted from their pay would be reduced? Thing is, reliefs given via a PAYE code are often automatically rolled forward. So if the employee claimed the £6 relief for 21-22 because they were still required to work from home, HMRC may have rolled forward this coding adjustment to 22-23. Trouble is, the £6 per week home office relief is only available from 6th of April 22 if your business specifically requires the employee to continue to work from home. For example, because their job has been relocated and is now contractually regarded as a 100% home office role. What can you do to help? Well, when the employee claims the working from home allowance of £6 per week, their tax code changes to 1288L, assuming they have no other adjustments. If you see such a code for 2223, and you know that the employee is no longer required to work from home, get them to contact HMRC so that the code can be adjusted accordingly Otherwise, they will end up owing PAYE at the end of the tax year, and that's something they definitely don't want in these difficult financial times. Hope you found this helpful. Can you believe it? We've reached the end of another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back soon, and we'll be explaining the most tax-efficient ways to share company profits with your spouse or civil partner, and how to calculate holiday pay for workers on zero-hours contracts. But for now... Thank you for sharing your time with us and goodbye.
You've been listening to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Every week, we trawl through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized tips, advice and solutions. For more information about our products and services, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. 